Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energized. Ross, what's the story with the mustache before we start off the show and introduce the guest? Man, we are doing November. I decided I'd start off November with the ridiculous mustache already there, ready to rock. And today we are being joined by undefeated, draw the zone, Kieran Clark. And for those who are listening outside of Ireland, draw is a lovely place in Ireland. <laughs> Cheers. Um, thanks, Mil, for coming on the show, Kieran. Cheers, lads. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, uh, anytime, anytime. How's things going for you? How's uh, your whole training regime going during this uh, lockdown 2.0? Um, yeah, I kind of just picked up from where we yeah, are, where May or June, I suppose. Uh, just been the same, lads, really. Just, I was back. I took a week off after Paris, and then I was back two days in the gym, and then the gym was shut. So it's just back to the old, uh, back to part-term runner and... and, and I, I'm very lucky. I have my brother at home here, so he was get a bit of training after he's at home from college and working the whole lot. So, look, we'll just have to make do what, what we're uh, what we're giving, you know. So, yeah. So, yeah. do you wait for him to come in the door then, and then like shoot in a double leg on him, and you're like, "Let's go, pal." Yeah, exactly. Dagestani handcuffs, then, yeah. That's it. That's it. Kieran, like, um, like obviously you came off a great win there over in Paris. And then um, when I was looking at your stories after, I saw the, the Clark household just saw Wales celebrating. Like, yeah. uh, when, when you saw that video, what was that like? Yeah, it's a mad one because they had a lot, they had a lot over in the house and the whole lot. And uh, yeah, it's great to look at. And the little nephew, he was watching at home as well. He's, in, he's, in, he's be two now in June. And, like, he's, he's nuts here. So it was good to, good to see them, how they were reacting the whole lot. It was just a shame the way everyone torn out with this pandemic but I'll be honest like I'm so so lucky you know as I said the way the shows have all gone uh, that I got the two in this year so I'm just so happy to be honest yeah uh, Kieran can you tell us how it all started as well because obviously you're doing brilliant now in Bellator 3-0 like how, how, did, how did you start just to come from Drada yeah well I kind of dabbed a bit in boxing maybe a few months at a time actually there's two main I've not there's a main boxing gym in Drada at Holy Family my mate, one, actually one of my brother's mates was doing it at the time, so we kind of went up for him, and then we dabbed in another one then. Just a few months at a time, my brother had one or two fights, but it was nothing serious. It was just like, literally, um, it was a few months at a time. Now, in fairness, we loved it, but um, we we I, I, we just never went back. Was, I was about like 12, 13, so you're kind of getting to that age, and you know yourself, you don't, you don't go, you don't, if you don't uh, fully love it or commit to it, then you're kind of, you're running out of it, you know, so. Yeah. And then, that, after that, then, I was in school. I was about 15, around 16. We were doing that at the time uh, when I was in school. And uh, they were like, oh, I should try. We're doing this. We're doing MMA, you know. And uh, it was only kind of coming back back then. That's what, that's about nine, over nine years ago now. And uh, it was only coming about then. And, like, they were training away. And uh, they were telling me, oh, we're, we're, we're training. We're looking to get in fights. And you should come out and try it. You'd be good and the whole lot. And I said, oh, I might as well go out and try it. But they were out with the lads, got the lift there. It was about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes drive outside my house. So it was kind of like dropped us the town and then the, that the gym was the country. Like. So we went out and uh, first training session, I went with the two lads that I was training with. Oh, we made some school. But I'd be, I was always, always very stubborn. Very, very stubborn. And uh, so I went with them, you know, like a roll at the end of the session. And so I, I got them like in a headlock or something. I tapped them out. And uh, I, was like, oh. I was like, no way, these boys must be, these are doing it a few months and I'm coming in tapping them out and I'm having a clue. So like, maybe it could be good at this or whatever. But then, so then the few months 
gone by and I only realised that the boys were only telling me fibs. They weren't training much at all, like, you know. Yeah, but okay. They got me put in the door anyway and then ever since then just, just kept training. And then, yeah, it's just, I suppose then it just came at the, I still got to about maybe 18 and I was like, right, look, this is what I want to do then, you know, so. Yeah. And what's your parents say when you were like, I'm going to be an MA fighter? They're <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, me too. Uh, well, I, I never really said that to them, to be honest, because I think, I don't know, it was just like, you see, I just live, I live at home with, with my mom here in the house and there's a few, there's uh, the brother and two sisters and then, and then a nephew then. And uh, like, so, um, yeah, like, as far as my parents was, like, I never really said, look, I'm going to be, because I knew at the time it was like, that was ridiculous, you know, like, they were like, you know, that's ridiculous, like, not, like maybe they didn't think that, but that's what I thought in my head. They would think that, you know. So I was like, you know, I just kind of kept that to myself. Like I'm gonna just train away. Like I went to like a PLC course after um after uh, I after school. I went to Utrecht and then I went uh, I went to uh, PLC's course and uh, like I, I was just doing that just to be like doing it. You know, I was I knew I was never gonna do like I think I did I did like something like yeah, 400 design and then I did um sports but I never like I knew I never was gonna like I was always be focused was turn professional but I never said it to them look I'm gonna go for this but I think they kind of knew the way I was taking it so serious and um, they were like like you know I was I was fighting at the time they were like right you see he's having a go at it like you know and how did the Bellator then call come about obviously you were doing making a scene name for yourself in the regional scene in that but you know not many fighters get your 2-0 and and then get the call from one of the biggest MMA promotions in the world well, actually, I um, I was doing the IMF tournaments at the time, and that was that was that was the goal, that like to uh to win them or at least the very least medal at them. And I um I was competing. I did did the worlds three times. I did the Europeans twice. I, unfortunately, I just got to that fight before the medal, and I always come up short by a decision. And sorry, and um. Yeah, that was my goal. I was, you know, I did the whole buzz of it, and like it was just a, it was the dream to be on that podium with the tricolor, represent your country, fighting abroad, fighting the best guys from each country in the world, um, and to hear the national anthem on the podium with with, with the medal, like that that was the, that was the goal, you know. And then I was doing them, I um come up short, and I I I won some fights, took some losses, I like. The experience that you gained from that was it was priceless. Like, and then after that, I was I think at twenty four amateur fights, and John was like to me, he took he took me in the, in the in the his office one day. He said, Kieran, like, are you looking to go pro or what? Like, you know, and I yeah. think he was, <laughs> I think he was like, you know, are you looking to actually go? Are you want to stay amateur? And I was like, no, I want to. Like, I just wanted it. I told him the correct. I just said there, and he was like, look, I think it's time. And then I actually ended up. I started off in Bellator. I got the contract. Before I even, um, before I, I got the contract straight away, and I was like, no oh, way, look, I maybe I didn't medal, but it paid off, didn't it? I, I, I built a name for myself, and now I'm starting off my pro debut on, on Bellator uh, in the three arena. It was unbelievable. Like, so I suppose it broke my heart, really, really did, and it still does to this day, but it, uh, it paid off in the end. Maybe if I had a 1 1 or bronze, silver, and I would have like pro too early and then took took a couple of losses, who knows, but I stayed the course and uh, it paid off me in the end. Absolutely, man. And at the end of the day, you know what I mean, there's money in your bank account now for, for the better for it, you know what I mean? And yeah. at the end of the day, 
for it. And at the end of the day, people remember for winning world championships on the pro scene. So you're already three and zero. You're making your way towards the belt, I suppose, already. Uh, it, it's sort of mad to see. But like you said, I'd say one thing that definitely plays in your favor is I think you said twenty four amateur fights yeah. and three pro fights. I mean, that means you know when you step foot into that cage, you're comfortable in there. A lot of people when they turn pro might only have four or five amateur fights. Like you're almost a seasoned veteran veteran at three and out, which is incredible to think. Yeah. It's a matter of it is um to be honest, it only like it really is. It's I when I'm starting off I, I used and it's the worst thing when you're starting off. You, you hate to hear it. It's like oh, it's all experience. And I'm like, no, I want to be winning and and, and you know, I want to be you know, but it's uh it's actually really like I would say that now to someone coming up, it's it really is all experience. If you're in this for the long haul, you have to get the experience and you have to feel comfortable in there. And to be honest, just as you said, I walked out into that fight there today. I've done it all. I fought the guy in the hometown, which I've done that. I fought the Russian, fought the Brazilian, fought the, the number one in the world. I fought these guys. I've beaten them. I've lost to them. I've, you know, I've, I've seen every style. I've, I've, I've been the main event of amateur fights, you know, in Drata. I've... I've done it. I've done it. You know, so that's priceless. And some guys haven't experienced that. When it gets to the big stage, then you know, I was I was ready for it. And um, again, as I said, it paid off me. Well, what age are you now, Karen? I'm 25 now. You're 25. So you're almost like a seasoned veteran at 25, and uh, having fully yeah. served your apprenticeship in uh, in the amateur scene. And now, like Trino, myself and Ross are like looking at just looking at stuff about your background. And uh, Ross, you want to just sort of say what we what we came across yeah we just saw that you're very much against sort of the drug scene in in youth across ireland and specifically drada and you're almost you know making ways for a different path for the youth of uh, the country that you know these young lads you don't have to be out dealing drugs to be a tough lad you know you can go into the cage and you know almost settle your differences there or like learn a new skill or you know what i mean become a martial artist as opposed to become a thug what were your thoughts upon that and like what sort of brought you to those conclusions and what on that journey yourself? Well, we won't have enough time for that, but I'll, uh, I'll keep it short. Basically, why I actually started um, was because at the time, when I was about 13, 14, I was 15. I was growing up in Drada, like It's a big place, Drada, but it's small, if that makes sense. So like there's, there's, there's the farce we call where I am, I'm my side and we call them the far side so like there's always like kind of like disputes say between different estates and it was just 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 normal stuff like you know when you're growing up in Drada I was getting into like not getting into them but like you know you have your your uh, your um, disputes as a young fella with you know what a lad your age and just kind of cracking them when I started I was, I was getting like it was getting to the stage where I was like you know I can't even go down and get my hair cut I'm thinking about this now if I'm going to bump into this I'll bump into that flat. then I was like you know, what, I'm gonna start this because at the time MMA over 10, 10 years ago, it was it was like you know it was like you know you knew magic. If you were doing that, it was like right now don't don't mess with him. So I was like you know what, I'll do that, and if I do that, then it'd be like you know what you know they, they they're, right they're gonna say right leave him alone. And it wasn't the case. I was getting bullied or anything. It was just like I was getting sick of it. If that if that makes sense. And uh, again, every most teams would tell you that in Drada or anywhere in Ireland, it's just it's just kids stuff, you know. But um. That's where I started. But then going through into that, in, into the drugs part, you know, when I was growing up, you know, the, the company I kept and, 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 you know, all, the, all my mates were getting into drugs and 
very early I would say you know very very young like and I was always like I was just I don't know what was in me but I knew I just I never done it I never even tried it to be honest and I don't know what was inside me but and I, this before even I started MMA or anything but I, it was it, there was no desire in me to do it and then even then as I started to get older when I did get into the MMA and all that I had positive role models to look, look up to people that weren't doing it the likes of like the likes of like Conor McGregor coming up and like those guys that were chasing it and I was like and that's the thing in MMA I see as well with Gaelic and stuff it's um, you know kind of like it go, I'm not just saying that with the Gaelic right, but like on the lower level I see like some of my mates like they have the championship after the way for a few points so it kind of goes hand in hand with, and that's good that's socially good yeah if, you know, it's like that with the rugby as well yeah, like for the for the MMA, you couldn't do that because you have to be fully committed. You know, you're not out on the, the weekend ha- having drinks or anything or anything like that. So like when all my mates were starting to get into all that, you know, uh, early teens, middle, like you know, fifteen, sixteen, I was I was kind of then the one like, oh, boys, cop on, you know, like you don't have to be doing that. And then they started like the fizzling me out. They were like, ah, so he's annoying us. You know, no one wants to hear that. Yeah. And then you start to get about eighteen, nineteen, and they see. That's when it started, kind of, you know, people my age. It was a drug deal, and then, and then I was like, right, and then it's getting to your early twenties, and like, I'll be honest, it is affect, if like, not many know, but has affected me in certain ways that a lot, like, of my group of friends that I grew up in, like, a lot of them ended up getting involved and getting into it, and um, it was just, it was just, I'm, I'm not sure why or. It was uh, maybe just the prayer pressure of, of, of socially at the time. And, you know, they got into it anyway. And, you know, a lot of things happened as far as, like, you know, drug bills are brought up. And, I, I, I look, I won't get into it too much. I've I just seen the damage it done to my friends very close to me. And yeah. uh, and I was like, you know what, this is it. And then, obviously, we've seen with, with, with the feud and draw that. And, um, you know, these are lads you're growing up all your life, went to school with, and next letter, you know, it's in the papers. And you're like, do you know what? It's uh, just getting out of hand, and that's why it's so close to home because I know so many, and you know that were involved and lower level. Not not that would anyone would have seen, um, you know, in the country, and it wouldn't have been the paper. But like lower level, like it's it was always like little things are happening all the time, you know, in different states and around me. Mm. And also, I was like, Do you know what, I I grew up, I grew up with all these lads. I was around this all my life, every day of my teenage life, every. You know, it, it the temptation of it was there for me. I'm not different anyway. I, I live in a council house here. I'm, I'm a single parent. You know, my brother here. Like I'm in a council estate here. It sits. Uh, you know, it's quiet, mind you, but it's. You know, I grew up exactly that. I grew up with that type of group of people, and I was able to say no to it. And that's why I want to like bring up, bring to the young people now to say, look, I'm an example now. And to be honest, I just done my own thing. That it only kind of come up to me now, and people are saying to me like. Like I've been meeting people in the shop and like to, to be saying this stuff to me, I'm like, Do you know what? Like, I wouldn't have realized. That. I'm not just like, no way. That's, and I'm like, I think I, I've nearly have a responsibility now to actually say this now because people are like to me don't realize what you're actually doing for the town. And I'm like, Do you know what? Jesus, I feel a bit of pressure then, that, you know, to actually say it. So, um, so that's kind of the, how that came about. But it was all I, I would have always been uh, vocal about it anyway, but just not on the level of you know, say getting onto a microphone or even at this here now because yeah. I didn't think really or I didn't know that the audience I could get to, you know. So suppose that's how that came about. Like 
And you like a local celebrity now in Drogheda, like do you have young kids stopping you look for pictures and stuff? Like I'm not messing with like. you. Yeah, a little bit, uh, alright. I you know, I couldn't really go to the, I I'm actually delighted with these masks now. I can I can uh, hide the face a little bit, but uh, I know it's nothing like that now, but um now I'd be I'd be well known in that sense, like you know, someone young and like and again the people I draw like that's one thing, like it's as I said, it's it's small, but it's the biggest town in Ireland and like Outside of the town, are really, really behind me, and like everywhere I go, I'm stopped. They'd be talking to someone for ten minutes. Like, be careful as we go, oh, man. Like, she'd be saying, "Well, you know, anywhere we go, it's just they can't even go for a bit to eat." Like, you know, you'd be chatting to someone. Now, it's not, it's not nothing, is it? Like, it's nothing, is it? But it's just, it's in a good way, you know, and it's, it's a, yeah. uh, it's a good way, yeah. So look, those people are going to be buying the Kieran Clark T-shirts for your next fight, so that's important, you know. <laughs> Oh, I'm not there yet. No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, and that's a that's actually a brilliant thing to like be living by. You know what I mean? Because like even even these days, like the the, the it, it seems like people younger and younger and younger are starting doing drugs as well. And uh, yeah, and but, dealing uh, drugs. Yeah, well, I, I actually said to one of the lads there the other day, like when, like myself and Ross are thirty now, right? And when we went to the Debs, like no one would have brought drugs really at all. And now, like if people went to the Debs just past. I'm I say nearly everyone beyond it. It's just crazy how the world's changed. But I mean, like, yeah, no, like, and even go back to that. Like, it was Halloween the other day, right? And like, actually, my mates just shared like photos from ten years ago. We were all like, I was fifteen. We were all collecting out for the bonfire, you know, that kind of stuff. When you're that age, and there's not many doing that now. I notice, right? And I'm like, what happened? But then I realised that's what they're actually like. They're actually getting into it earlier. They're selling drugs earlier. Mm. They're realising like these people are they're uh, grooming them earlier and yeah. they're getting make their few quid and so why would they go out and collect for a bonfire that you know but back then that's all I could think about you know when you're that yeah. age do you know what I'm trying to say like kids are, and now they're just getting it's just getting worse it's getting to a later age now that they're that they're starting and it's 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 tough really and I think that's where you have to intervene I think maybe late teens maybe a bit late I'm, look look, you can it, but I think it's earlier you know now you have to kind of intervene and get getting into their head you know so yeah. They just need to be getting into stuff, and like obviously, social media can can help and not help in certain mm. ways. Like you can see people wearing the Balenciagas and the Gucci, yeah. and, and you're like, here, I fucking want that, you know. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but like, to, but like, what you're actually standing for is actually way more mm. important, and that that could actually, if that even helps one person, Carolyn, that's 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 one person saved, you know. So, well, that's what I mean. Like, I mean, I think if someone could look to me and say. You know, I'll look, we'll look what Kieran Clark done, or like, sure, he didn't have a different, you know, path to you, or, you know, I had the exact same choices. It was all there in front of me, it, you know, every day. You know, it was the temptation was there, and but I mean, I, I just, I didn't. I said no. I said, where is it going to get me? It's, mm. you know, I think when you look at it, and it's hard to tell someone that young, like, you know, you're going to get to an age where, yeah. you know, everyone's getting on with their life that the girlfriends the, their car are starting to save for a house and it's hard to tell someone at that age you know that because they don't want to hear it but I think you have to start telling them early on that um, you know and look come here some people are damaged early and it's tough so it's definitely something I would like to get into after fighting you know I definitely feel it's something I, I enjoy you know and I think I could get through to people I'd like to get into something like that you know yeah that's stuff like, Ross doesn't Philly Mark man do stuff like that your man from the dogs yeah, he does. Yeah, he owns his own gym now as well. Uh, B do seven, I think it's called. Um, but yeah, he does a bit of a youth outreach sort of program as far as I'm aware. So like that could be uh Kieran Clark up in Drogheda. Well, yeah. uh, Kieran, let let let's get into the L fighting. Um, you're you're obviously three and zero now. Uh, new you contract know, signed. 
how, how many fights do you have signed for now? So I've signed for six fights now going forward. So. Oh, wow. Big contract. Big contract. And is it a flat fee for each fight or is it very? Or yeah. It's fine if you say you don't want to discuss the pay. Some people yeah. uh, don't want to discuss the pay. Yeah, we, we won't get into that, we'll say. <laughs> okay, fa- fair enough, fair enough. And uh, do you have a, any future dates lined up? Do you know when? Is there another European series on the rise for Bellator or has that uh, been discussed? To be honest, lads, I'm in the dark with that. It's just like I said, it's, as we know, it's uncertain times at the minute. Like it's, you know, I didn't expect Ireland to go on lockdown again. A lot of people were telling me, but I didn't think it. So I really don't know. I really, Being realistic, I'd imagine February, March, April, that's the kind of dates. If someone was to ask me, do I think it'll be in Ireland? I don't think so because we're in lockdown now. I can't imagine them having 10,000 people in the tree arena in less than six months. So who knows, lads? We really don't know. And then looking at the likes of Germany and France coming back into lockdown, and we really don't know. You know, it's ourselves. Like, tomorrow could be changed, you know? Yeah. Mm. yeah you can't have it in the tree arena without, without fans there. It'll be like... Oh yeah, like it'd just be like they're just not the same, like you know. Yeah, and then like a lot, a lot of people, a lot of my, uh, a lot of my family mates, and I wouldn't be happy with that, either, like you know. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Sometimes I'm surprised how big venues they use. Sometimes considering all that they have is the cage and the fighters, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, no. I'm surprised they don't do smaller venues. Like, uh, where, where, where was good? I saw it, uh, recently. It was a boxing, and I think it was like Royal Albert Hall or something, or. Exactly. Yeah, although I suppose somewhere like Three Arena has everything set up, they just like attach yeah. their cameras on and all that, try to jazz yeah, and they know the layout of it. But uh, look, I hope there's a European series soon. You know yourself, SBG has so many fighters in Bellator. Uh, they run Bellator Europe, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The lads do. But uh, do you have any idea who you'd even like to fight next? Oh, uh, no, no idea, no, guys, to be honest. I'm not that type that's going to call anyone out. Or, I mean, you know, you know me by now. I'm sure that um, I'm not that type of person. And whoever you put in front of me, I'll sign it because I'm at, I'm at the level now where I can't, you know. It's, it's um, mm. you know, um, I'm in Bellator now. There's no building, you know. I'm, 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 at, I'm, at, I'm at the big stage, you know. So um, whoever you put in front of me, I'll fight, you know. And I've always been like that, as you can see. I mean, amateur record, I'm sure he's looked at. And I've just I've fought everyone, you know. I haven't said no to anyone, so... I mean, if it makes sense, you know, I'll do it. And um, again, yeah, whoever they put in front of me, and I'm, I'm not looking too far ahead here. I'm just taking each fight as it comes, like, and um, you know, I'm not this one of these guys that's at this at this stage, like, I'm screaming to be saying I'm going to be world champion. I'm just taking each fight as it comes. Beat the man in front of me, and I think if uh, I live by that, I think um, it shouldn't go too bad, you know. Have you always been like that, or is this? Does that come from like the team that you have around you with SBG? Yeah, well, John would be very like that as well. Like he'd be, you know, a big thing. Like which I learned at the amateurs as well. Like and 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 being on the mat as well. Like don't live and die on the mat. You know, like if someone gets the better of you one day, you know, don't don't go home and dwell on it. Or if someone, uh, if you if you beat someone one day, or you, you know, don't dwell on that because at the end of the day. Uh, forget where I heard it before. It's not me that's good. It's the technique. I've just trained for nine years, and I've, you know, it's so it's not personal to you, you know. Um, so I suppose John would be definitely like that, you know. As you, you can see as well, he's vocal on Twitter, so he'd be saying all this. So that's yeah. the kind of vocal he has in the gym. And as well as that, come back to like the amateurs. I, I, I just was so focused on being a world champion and and to medal at these tournaments, and I didn't. And you know. 
look what's after happened. Look where I am now. So, I mean, you can't live and die in the cage or in um, these situations. So I suppose if I, uh, it's, it's going well for me at the moment. Yeah, like if you, if you look at like Tyson Fury, for instance, who like his sole goal was to become the heavyweight champion of the world, then he achieved that and then he just went off, he just, went, he just lost ahead because like he reached his life goal and he's like, now what? But like maybe by you not actually meddling then, you're like, right, going to push yourself even further, you know? Exactly. No, I think that's what did happen. You know, look at Ty- as you said, look at Tyson Fury, that was his, his goal since he was 15 and then uh, he got there and he was like, right, what's next? Like, you know, I said, yeah. You know, so you just have to uh, take it for what it is a sport. Don't get me wrong, it's my life and only for it, like, you know. Um mm. it's been the be- it's been my outlet my whole life and uh, basically and um yeah, like it's um you just take it for what it is a sport, you know. Uh quick question for you, just a teammate of yours, uh, James Gallagher. Did you see he uh challenged Sean O'Malley to underground and Sean O'Malley turned it down. Did you see that and what are your thoughts on it? I seen that, yeah. I didn't even, I didn't know, I didn't know the heights of it, lads. To be honest, um, I I seen James was putting up uh, a tweet or something, and he, and he said he'd do it. So I thought that'd be interesting, but I didn't know he turned it down, O'Malley. I thought that was all just a bit of rumor, and I didn't really know the ins and outs of it. But that's a matter now. And like for one thing, I would would say with James, like he, some people like might watch his fights and they think it's just. It's only when you're on the mat with James, if you really feel how. But he is, you know, and uh, he's 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 um he is he's really really good in the mat, and, and I think when you watch his fights, people can look at it and they say, oh no, like I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing special he's doing now, but it's the jiu-jitsu he's doing, it's uh it's clinical stuff, and yeah. it's only when you, it's only when you go and you feel it, and yeah, personally, I think O'Malley's in the purple, or blue or purple, like and James is a he's a he's a he's a wizard on the mat, like so I think uh, that yeah, I think it'd be handy enough for James to be honest. I think I think he'd have him like. Oh, no. I just want to see the like them go have a bit of back and forth. I think it would absolutely be brilliant. Oh, yeah. uh, the lead up, the lead up would be more exciting than the actual grapple itself. Oh, without a doubt. Like think about it, like James Rebels on his UFC. It probably never happened, you know. So it'd be a bit of crack, like. Oh, absolutely. And uh, give us your prediction for McGregor Poirier too, and will it be for UFC gold? I reckon it'll probably be for the interim title. I think they'll probably do that, you know, make a bit of a buzz around it, I'd say. So, it'd be smart as well, I think. And, and I, what do I think? I think, I think probably first or second round, Connor again, you know. I think, um, I think the two of them have immensely improved. But, again, you know, if you're a striker in that division, Connor's, Connor's, the, Connor's a sniper, as he's now. And uh, if you're standing with him, I think, uh, you know, you're, you're going out. So, I think, I think, uh, I think it'd be a little bit more competitive this time. But, yeah, I think I think kind of catches them and uh, puts them away. Yeah. And what does twenty twenty one hold for Kieran Clark? Well, hopefully next year three fights. Hopefully, um, with with the uh, COVID nineteen and all this going on, we uh, get by and you know get our three fights in next year. You know, maybe one February March, one the summer, and then again maybe around this time next year. That's 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 what I'd like to like to have for next year, anyway. Yeah. Unbelievable, Basmo. Any other questions? Oh, I was just going to say, Kieran, like, t- thanks for t- like going into depth a bit about um, like just your upbringing as well and just what's going on around the area and what you stand for. Because like, I'm sure the people checking this out now are like, fucking hell, that's class. Because like, uh, it's not every day. Yeah, no, it's the first time I've ever kind of got the chance to go fully mm-hmm. into that. I never really, you know, I've only got, kind of got two, three minutes after a fight and I never really got the chance to. And 
again, like, it could be a longer video, but um, yeah, cheers, lads. Thanks for having me on. No there. worries, man. Uh, guys, if you have enjoyed Kieran, we'll make sure to leave all his handles uh, to follow him on social media and hear, hear how he's getting on. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, and as always, stay energized. All right, so Ross, that was Kieran Clark on the show. Um, I didn't know we were going to get that deep about uh, that situation, but like, it's it's amazing to hear that he like stands for something so real and uh, something that really affects everyone. Really, well, not yeah, everyone, he, but like it's everyone somehow. Yeah, yeah, but he's a good guy and he's making a difference. And I suppose they're the two main things that matter. Yeah, well, that's why I fucking love doing mm. the show, man. The the, the, the people mm. you get on, the stories you hear, and Jesus, great, great, great. Great thing to do. But uh, yeah, if you are enjoying the show, make sure to like and subscribe. And uh, Ross, I think we should put the Movember link down in the description as well if you want to donate towards Movember. We already have uh, we have people. Lovely touch. Yeah, Ross is Ross is is winning. But uh, Ross, we may as well finish off with Bellator and then go into the UFC mm. action as well. So we'll finish off with Bellator during the week. Um, here we go. Gegard Mousasi B Douglas Lima boy decision. Uh, to win the middleweight belt, which he had previously lost to uh, Lovato Jr. Yeah. Look, I think it sort of played out as we thought it would. Uh, Lima caused some big problems with the leg kicks, but at the end of the day, Musashi was able to take him down and sort of have his way with him on the ground. Yeah, I thought we sort of thought the skill sets match each other, but the size difference was going to be in Musashi's favour. That's how it played out. I don't see Douglas Lima go to the UFC at some stage, right? Obviously, Bellator don't want to do that, but. Gegard Mersasi ended up leaving. Uh, he, he was flying home in a wheelchair. Yeah, those leg kicks are, are absolutely vicious. Uh, the welterweight versions of Justin Gaethje's leg kicks or Edson Barbeau's leg kicks, like they're that good uh, for those people who are not familiar with Bellator. Um, he's one of the best welterweights in the world. I would love to see him fight you know, a Camaro Usman um, Leon Edwards, Colby Covington, Wonderboy Thompson, Kazmet Shumayev, uh, any of those guys. Yeah. I, I love to see how he, he does against them because I believe he is one of the lead welterweights in the world. Yeah. Uh, then this Thursday, there is, Bellator is on Bellator 251. Melvin Manhoff is taking on Corey Anderson. Uh, Corey Anderson is making his debut in Bellator. That's an interesting uh, debut for Corey Anderson. And it's quite a dangerous one, really, because I know he'll be the heavy favourite there. He's come over from the UFC, but he has been known to be knocked out before. And Melvin Manhoff is not someone who you really want to fight when your chin has been suspect before. And also, Melvin Manhoff is going to go for this straight away because he knows Anderson's going to try and take him down and make the game <laughs> over. So Manhoff's going to come with a big strike to start off with where Anderson's going to take him down pummel them. There are the two options. I think Anderson will probably win, though. Yeah, I'd go for Anderson as well. Uh, also, Austin Vanderford is on the card. He was meant to fight someone, but they dropped off, so I'm not sure what the situation is, but he is still on the card. And I also saw the page... He's out out. Him, isn't he? Sorry? I think he's like 9-0 now or something, isn't he? 9-0, no, no, yeah. I saw, yeah. I saw Page put out a video saying, like, um, fight week or something, so mm. that must have like, obviously Austin's Mr. Van Zandt. Mr. Van Zandt. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so like Bellator Thursday, go crack. What you can really go wrong. But uh, Ross, obviously over the weekend, Anderson Silva took on Uriah Hall. Supposedly this this was meant to be Anderson Silva's retirement fight, and then after he's like, um, who knows? Ross at forty five. Do we want to see Anderson Silva go again? Like, what do we want to see? Uh, 
Um, I actually wouldn't be against seeing Anderson Silva go outside UFC and some sort of like Legends Fight League fighting someone else of his caliber and his age. Because I think he still loves to do it. Put it this way, if Anderson Silva wanted to fight Vitor Belfort or, huh. or Shad Evans, I'd be like, grand. In like their own sort of Legends Fight League. Or if he did like an MMA fight in a ring on like one of Mike Tyson's cards, something along those lines, I'd be like, why not? Like, it's a bit of crack. Or what about uh, Anderson Silva, Chelsea on them three on a Mike Tyson card? Like, that will, I'd be interested. You know what I mean? I'd watch it. Uh, do see, I want to see Anderson Silva, like, try and make a run for the belt in Bellator or something? No, I don't want to see him do that. Um, but we're, we'll see how he gets on. I wouldn't mind seeing him return. One thing I did think was interesting is Anderson Silva made his debut at, like, 31 and a half and Khabib retired from the UFC at 32. So, like, if you actually think of how good Anderson Silva's career was, he actually only started his UFC journey at the same age Khabib retired at. And we put it like that, that sounds pretty outrageous. Yeah. Like, the UFC wasn't the UFC until he, came, like, sort of came as well. Who? Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think anything below 205 wasn't looked upon with any sort of, you know, brilliance. And then Anderson Silva showed up and I was like, I think he could beat all the 205ers. And he went up and he did beat some of the 205ers as well, like at his leisure. He went up and went, he went up and like beat James Irvin and then came back down. And then he went back up and was like, Forrest Griffin actually, I'll beat him and then beat him. And like, Forrest Griffin went on to win the belt as well. So uh, it's not like he was beating chumps. Yeah. Conor McGregor tweeted after the fight saying, yeah, just, Keep fighting. Stop when you want to stop. That's a, like, and that's actually a good point. I know we've said yeah. in previous shows, like so, someone like uh, Junior Dos Santos, we were like, oh, maybe he should retire, man. Like the amount of like punches he's have to get into the head, like mm. that can't be okay. But like, then after when you when you read that tweet, you're sort of like, do you know what? Like, who the fuck are we to tell people what to do and not do? I know we're not physically saying it to their face. Yeah. But, like, Joe Rogan told Brendan Shab to stop, but like. Mm. If they want to keep going, they want to keep going. But like, I, I think when when we sort of say maybe they should retire it's more like if they, you don't want to see them get like brain damage at the end of the day it's more that sort of rather than well I'd, I think when we say retire as in like stop fighting the absolute elite of the elite who like <laughs> could shorten your lifespan you know yeah, I mean? yeah more, like, we're, more like, like we're like compete against you know someone a bit older who's around your age bracket uh, like yeah. <laughs> put it this way Anderson Silva fighting Israel Adesanya again would like be dreadful for him you know what I mean yeah. As opposed to, I don't know, if he fought Vitor Belfort over in uh, Japan. <laughs> I love he, could go keep... fight one, he could go fight one FC against Vitor Belfort. I'd be interested I, I, in that. I love how you keep just saying Vitor Belfort's name. Like, you're stirring the pot, mate. Like. Well, it's a child's on as well, and people would be interested in that. I know, I know. But let's see what happens. Like, I mean... I really feel like he should have retired against Chris Wyman, though. Moy, mate. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um... Also, if that was a three-round fight, Anderson Silva might have won as well. True. Also, he lit Bisping up as well. I, th- I think, like, if Anderson Silva... There, there could be a role with, with, for him within the UFC being at events and stuff, you know, the way, like, uh, Hoist Gracie is for Bellator. Mm. Maybe there's something like that. But, um, or Ross, could he do other Brazilian events? Like, I'm sure they need a Portuguese analyst. Yeah. A, po- a Portuguese-speaking analyst. Yeah, there's definitely, there's, definitely, there's definitely something there. I mean, Anderson Silva is a draw no matter what, like... You also, know. he didn't look in bad shape. I've seen him definitely look in worse shape. I know. And he was so doing it right. 
he was doing all right the first couple of rounds as well until mm. he until he got finished. But uh, Ross also on the card. Bryce Mitchell defeated Andre Touchy Feely. Yeah, Bryce Mitchell's gone on a serious run. He looks like he could be a future featherweight contender. Uh, the only thing I will say is watching him fight this fight and uh, maybe like slow my horse on him a little bit. Now, Touchy Feely is quite good. He's always verging around that like number fifteen slot in the featherweight rankings. But I think Bryce Mitchell now should like sort of fight maybe one more fight out of the rankings and then sort of slowly ascend his way up. He is young. Um, What didn't you like? It wasn't just that I didn't like it. I just just think he's not quite up there with your Balkanovskis, your Holloways, your Brian Ortegas. And like that's where he's going to have to try and get to. I just don't feel like his... Striking? His striking and then like... I think once he gets the mat, it's incredible. Yeah. But like, I don't think his takedowns are phenomenal yet, if that I makes sense. You. I feel like they're a bit forced. They're not as fluid. I got you, I got you. So I, I think he's maybe three or four fights away from getting there. But for his benefit, how he can then actually make that challenge. I might, I might be stirring some shit now, right? But um, after the fight, he, got on the, he went to the press conference and he said that... Um, he doesn't know if he should or shouldn't say this, but he he's just going to say it. He was saying that people he doesn't think people should be wearing masks. So he went by loads of kids, and they were all wearing masks out when they were playing out out in the field, or what you mm. for recess, you'd call it. But um, and I was just like, oh, like yeah, I mean, you benefit nothing from saying that. Yeah, it's almost like saying who you're going to vote for. Like yeah, but like. I think you should. You, you're, you're just going to piss someone off one yeah. way or the other. Yeah, you're just going to piss someone off. Like, oh, I think you should just wear a mask just almost out of courtesy. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, but, like, I mean, some people might be like, no, don't wear a mask. But, like, I mean, we'll move on. At, anyway. the, at, the, at the end of the day, I'm just like, if it means no one's, like, pissed off me for no reason, then I'll just wear a mask. It's crap. It's yeah. Whatever. That's it. Oh, man, I'm the same buzz as well. Um, yeah, yeah just, uh, I'll just mention a few other people that won over the weekend as well. Uh, Craig Hardy won after it, what should have been a super heavyweight fight. Uh, Kevin Holland won as well. And then Bobby Green was defeated. But, Ross, we're going to this weekend's card. It is, Give it to me. It is being headlined by Tiago Santos against Glover Teixeira. Ross, before we get into this, actually, Dana White did announce that he is planning on setting up Israel Adesanya versus Jan Blakovich for the light heavyweight title. So this is serious implications about uh, with this fight here, Thiago Santos against Glover. Well, Ross, what you make of that? Jan Blackovich, T- uh, and yeah, because uh, Israel Adesanya. Well, this this. Well, firstly, just start off with this weekend, the Glover, Thiago Santos fight has. I think this is like the third time it's been remade. I think like Glover got COVID, then Thiago got COVID, and this is like the third time it's been moved. Okay. Well, I think when the Jan versus Dominic Reyes fight was like picked for the. Like, that's who's going to compete for the belt. I think people looked at this fight and went, well, the winner of that fight is going to fight the winner of that fight, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I almost think UFC made a blunder, and they'll probably have less viewers this weekend because of it. If they actually waited till after this weekend to announce Adesanya versus Blackovich, I think more people would have been interested to see if Santos could put on another amazing performance and go, he should fight Jan Blackovich next. But now that they've gone and done this, this is like, I suppose this is the super fight that no one asked for. Um, the middleweight champ versus the light heavyweight champ. And look, if Adesanya wins, great move by the UFC. If Adesanya gets knocked out, you're just after knocking your biggest star 
and you're after knocking your biggest star with probably your second or maybe your least biggest star out of the champions. Yeah. I would say like it's between Figueredo and Jan Blackwich, who's less of a star as champion of UFC. Would you say this? I know the light heavyweight division is all over the place now because of John Jones leaving and everyone mm. sort of like everyone mm. nearly everyone was coming off a loss, so you couldn't really handle the title. But would you say this is more than likely the number one contender spot for the light heavyweight title? I would imagine so, but the only thing is that with the way things are going, although Adesanya, one thing I will say in his favour is he does like to stay busy, but like that title fight is probably not going to take place unless it happens at UFC 256. It's not going to happen to UFC 258. So like that's a long way down the road. And Thiago Santos or Glover Teixeira, if they both win, they might have to fight again. And if I was Glover Teixeira, I'd definitely try and hold out for a title shot because at the end of the day, he's really getting on now. He must be 40-odd yeah. now yeah, as opposed to... Thiago Santos, if he wins, he might go, you know what, I'll fight one more time. Yeah, it's, it's very, very interesting. But um, I'll just see what else is on the card. Uh, Orlovsky's back against Tanner Bowser. Yeah, I think uh, this is going to be a very tough one for Orlovsky. I think his boxing and his movement has been really good uh, recently. Like He's gone, a lot of, gone to the distance quite a lot. Now, they haven't all gone his way. But Tanner Bowser, I think his footwork for heavyweight is incredible. And I think he actually will get the TKO this time. This is your number one prospect in the heavyweight division, isn't it? He's definitely up there between um, himself and the French guy. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. He's fighting Junior Santos next. Yeah. Then uh, Ian Hoynes is taking on Brendan Allen as well. And the ever good-looking Claudia Gade is on the card as well. But, uh, Ross, before we wrap things up, during the week there was also the press conference for Tyson versus uh, Roy Jones Jr. as well. That's going to be something interesting coming on the, like later on this month. Yeah, it really, really is. Um, I'm like, excited who, to see... Who's not going to check out that out? Yeah, I'm excited to see the production of it. Um, I'm excited to see Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson. <laughs> Robinson? Is it? Robinson? Yeah, yeah. Team 10. Yeah. yeah, but like I really, I really expect Nate to win because I'm like, he was actually an athlete, if you know what I mean, as yeah. opposed to... I, I don't want to say Jake Paul's not an athlete because he's in very good shape and he is quite athletic, but like, this guy was a professional sportsman. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I would expect him to win. But we'll see. And there's a few other good uh, fighters on the card. Uh, what's your man? Coulter. Rashad Coulter's fighting on the card as well. Yeah, former... He was, he, he was in the UFC. He was in the UFC, he? yeah. He was, he was a heavyweight yeah. in the UFC. Yeah, he's fighting Vidal Riley, the guy who coached yeah. KSI. Yeah, so he's fighting on the card. And there's someone else on the card. Badu Jack. Right now. Badu Jack. Yeah, Badu Jack. who's definitely the, the best boxer on the card. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting so, card, isn't it? Yeah, That's I can really see uh, Mayweather headlining one of these next. Oh, yeah? With a, little, with a bit of an undercard, yeah. And, like, he said he's only going to fight non-boxers going forward, Mayweather was. <laughs> and he'd uh, happily fight MMA fighters, though. So, Give a bit like... Name. Give me a name. Henry Cejudo. Mayweather Khabib. No, Khabib's too big. Cejudo? Yeah, you could do Cejudo. Although, I think Cejudo's going to end up fighting your man. Is it Lopez? No, Garcia. All right. Ryan Garcia. Uh, I think that's going to happen. The Muay Tyson against Roy Jordan Jr. fight is on the 28th of November. So we'll be, that's a few weeks away. We'll be definitely like covering things mm. up until then. Uh, Ross, over the weekend as well, uh, Usyk beat Chisora by decision and also Gervonta. That Day. makes him the mandatory, doesn't it? I don't know what the story is there now. 
I feel like mandatory doesn't even mean anything anymore because like Dillian White was like mandatory for like 18 months <laughs> never got to fight uh, for the actual world title so we'll see what the story is I think they're very much going out of the way now trying to make Fury versus Joshua yeah um, so I think Usyk could definitely fight uh, the winner there or I wouldn't be surprised if he fought the winner of Bevecan versus White in the meantime Usyk's very undersized in that division you know oh he is yeah, yeah. I was uh I thought he was going to be a knockout he, artist, but no. I, I knew he was going to be undersized, but I didn't. Ex- I actually expected him to be a bit beefier because like, I felt like he was, didn't beef up that much from Cruiserweight. Yeah. He obviously he, made Cruiserweight quite handy. He is such a character. If he, yeah. it, it, it reminds me of uh, Verdum. Remember Verdum doing all the faces and stuff? He's yeah, he's, a, he, he's, a, he's an elite talent, put it that way, one way or the other. So He's an interesting addition to the heavyweight division. And look, uh, I think Chisor, that was one of the best Chisors you'll ever see fighting him, and he's still handling quite well. Oh, well, yeah, Chisor looked very good. Mm. But, uh, Ross, I think, like, obviously, Barry the Champions League coming back and uh, the Six Nations, I think that's everything, really, isn't it? Until next week, because uh, next weekend. Yeah. Well, th- obviously, this weekend is like uh, Santos and Glover, and mm. then uh, obviously Corey Anderson against Melvin Manhoff on Thursday. And then, um, like the following week, like Reese McKee is going to mm. be fighting again on UFC. In UFC, K Taylor's back, and like the show yeah, continues. You know, it'll be, it'll be UFC two fifty five. We'll be back in the pay per view business. Yeah, and uh, Jack Manson could be on the show next week. Who knows? Yeah, yeah Jack Manson just meant to be lined up the Joker. So, guys, on that note, make sure to like, share, subscribe, and as always, stay energized.